Welcome, everyone, to a new podcast called Full Court Clips, featuring me, Jack Coughlin, and my friend on the other end, A1. Welcome, A1. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How's it going, Jack? It's going great. Super, super excited to get this going. You guys may remember I was doing the Courtside podcast with Courtside Clips, also known as John. And now this is a new podcast called Full Court Clips with my guy A1. It's going to be super exciting. You can also know me as Jack Clippers on Twitter. And I'm just super excited to get going, talk Clippers, talk hard and offseason moves, everything else, some stuff about all around the NBA. It's going to be a super fun time. Going to get some episodes out for you guys quick, some interviews. And I'm just looking forward to it. Very, very excited. How about you, A1? Same. I'm excited, man. I'm just really excited for this upcoming season. The offseasons, uh, it hasn't really been as hot as it usually was the past few seasons, but it's still been pretty exciting. And I'm just ready to, you know, get this season going, get this pod going, and know we're going to have a good time. Totally, totally. So many exciting storylines going into next year. Clippers storylines all around the NBA. You got Wemby. Where's Harden going to go? Got all these new super teams for me. You got Beal on the Suns. There's just so many things to try to keep track of. It's hard just to say it all. But, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, so the Harden situation, Harden, of course, has requested a trade. He's very, very determined to become a Clipper. His relationship with Daryl Morey has said to be completely damaged. Even though reports are saying Morey would still like to get Harden to stay on the team, but it seems very, very unlikely. The Clippers are very interested, but have been reluctant to offer up Terrence Mann. Other teams also have not been willing to give up what Philly is asking for. So there's not a huge market for Harden right now. We know Moy can drag these type of things out. Harden very much wants to become a, clip, a clipper. Excuse me. So A1, do you think he's going to end up a clipper? I think um, eventually, yes, I think he will be. Um, I don't know. I just think Daryl is just um, taking his time. You know, he's trying to find, I think he's trying to get the most he can as he should. But, I mean, I think when it comes down to it, he'll, uh, Harden would definitely be a clipper, I feel like. Deep down, I feel like that will happen. I agree. I feel like he's been determined to get to the Nets. He got to the Nets. He was determined to get to the Sixers. He got to the Sixers. So I feel like it's a similar thing. You know, of course, the Clippers have been said to be interested in P.J. Tucker as well. So it could be like a James Harden and P.J. Tucker for a Norman Powell, Marcus Morris. Maybe T-Man, maybe an Amir Coffee, some picks, throwing Rocco in there. There's there's a few different types of deals that can happen. So it's definitely mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's an it's a when, not if kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dar- and Daryl was part of pretty much every trade that Harding has has made, right? Like he left Houston, then he went from uh Brooklyn to Philly. And was Daryl Morey with Philly when he, yeah. he got hard in Philly, so yeah, I think he'll he'll take care of him again uh, when it comes down to it. But he wants to make sure that you know Philly's taken care of as well. Try to get as many pieces as they can from uh, Clippers, but um, I don't know. We'll see what how how it happens. He might have to add an extra team. You know, he might just try to get another third team in there so they can get um whatever they want out of it. But I, yeah, like you said, it's about win. I feel like totally. 
a third team, you know, can always make things kind of confusing with the trade. But Portland has come up because, of course, you know, Dame still wants out. Been looking at Miami, so, you know, those contracts are a little bit similar. And I feel like Harden would still fit very well with the Clippers. I feel like he's a great ball handler. Of course, the Clippers are always looking for a point guard and someone to handle the ball, take some pressure off Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Harden seems to torch the Clippers a lot, too. Whenever we play him, I just feel like he knows what he's doing. So it would be great to have him on the squad. And I feel like his game would, would mesh well. You know, he could play make more. He'd be the third option, which I think is a really important key because, you know, on Philly, he's the second option. On Brooklyn, he was a second option. Houston, first option. So I feel like third option at this point in his career, he's a great player, but I think it would be best for him personally. For sure, I believe it too. And then, like, if we if he has to facilitate like he did with Philly, he can do it. You know, if we need him to score, he's going to do it. Like, I don't feel like he'll be restricted. I think he's a little bit restricted um, with Philly, with that system or whatever they were they had going on. But I don't think he'll be restricted if he came to the Clippers um and that's what four LA guys you know four LA guys you know putting it together and seeing what they could do I I think it'll be nice honestly that's the really crazy part is that it literally is four local LA guys you got Westbrook Harden Kawhi and PG that would be that'd be amazing that'd be amazing and if they were to bring the first ring to the Clippers it would be so storybook poetic that that'd be awesome yeah, it'll be so great. Uh, they got to do it. Got to make it happen. I I, f- I feel like it will. And Har- I've always really liked Harden's game. Of course, he's had his playoff struggles. He's kind of known to come up short a lot in the playoffs. He had a lot of good moments with Philly this last playoff run. Of course, it ended not as great, you know, up 3-2. Doesn't have the best performance in game six or seven. They end up losing both to lose to the Celtics. But, you know, he had some 40 balls. He had some big shots. So... I mean, yeah, he comes up short, but there's been a lot of times where he really has came up big in the playoffs still. And again, he'd be the third option. He's not going to be a one or a two on the Clippers. So I, I feel like it would still work well. No, I believe it. I believe it as well. Um, always, Like you said, I've always liked Harden game, Harden's game as well. Um, I mean, he, he brings so much to any team, honestly. So, um, I mean, come on, you bring him on with Kawhi, PG, Russ in the the rest of the supporting cast, like it's a no-brainer, I feel like, for the Clippers to make it happen. Let's do what they can, honestly. But don't you know, I wouldn't say give up as much as we can, but you know, do what you can without giving up as much as you can if possible to make that happen. Do you think it's worth it to give up Terrence Mann for Harden? Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh Terrence is a is a valuable um asset i feel like to the team and uh he just brings so much like he brings a lot to the team like when he's on the floor t-man is doing damn near everything um so i feel like i don't i think he's too valuable in that deal unless you're getting like something else valuable back with it but i don't think not just for Harden. yeah i would really like to keep t-man i I feel like too i mean there's still some other young guys on the clips. I mean, of course, we have Bones Highland now. There's Amir Coffey, Brandon Boston. Maybe a deal could be worked out like that. And, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of teams are really going for Harden. So, of course, Daryl Mario wants to drag this thing out. 
But if he can't get a better deal and Harden wants to come to the Clippers, I feel like we could possibly make a trade without Terrence Mann. 100%. So, I, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. it. I remember I was at the game where Harden did the step back on Wesley Johnson and made him <laughs> fall, just licked his lips, stared at him, and sunk that. Oh, my God. That was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen live. Like, the entire arena just goes quiet because someone's like, oh, there's got to be a foul. Like, why is he stopping? Why is he just not shooting the ball? It, it, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. That was, that was one of the craziest <laughs> moments. I can only imagine how crazy the uh, – it was Staples then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I generally don't ever remember Wesley Johnson going back into an NBA game after that, too. That was the last memory I have of him ever playing an NBA game. Uh, he, I think he's played after, but um, it's funny. Now he's a he's a um, player development coach, I believe, for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, true. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's great. Yeah, I know. Kind of, I, I, he definitely played after. He definitely played after. Just, <laughs> that, that, that tainted my memory of him a little bit. <laughs> I was also at the one where he did the one on Pat Bev and oh, PG, yeah, that like was hit there the four-point play. Oh, my God. I was there for that one. I was like, wow. Well, then you, I come home and watch the replay again and again. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I remember because I was like a little bit behind Travis Scott and Travis Scott just went berserk courtside once <laughs> yeah, that shot was, was hit. Crazy. Yeah. I remember that game. All right, well, moving on, we'll go on to the offseason moves we've already made. The Clippers have already made. Woj reported earlier this offseason Westbrook is coming back on a two-year, $8 million deal. His agent told Woj. Russ also had other offers for more money. And then Plumlee, similar situation, had other offers for more money but wanted to compete for a championship with the Clips. So he re-signed on a one-year, $5 million deal. Clippers also traded for K.J. Martin, sending two future second-rounders to Houston, sources told ESPN. And then Eric Gordon signed with the Suns, so that's one of our losses. Mark Stein also reported the Clippers were gauging interest on a Paul George trade. Nothing has materialized since. So, A1, thoughts on the moves? What would you grade it if you could give it a letter grade? Just give me your thoughts. Um, a letter grade on the Westbrook, Plumlee, and KJ. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a solid. I think it's a solid B plus. Like I feel like we definitely need Westbrook back, and it was good that he came back on a cheaper deal. I mean, that shows you that he just wants to be, you know, where he's wanted, and he feels like he can help the team. Um, same with Plum uh, Plumlee. He's a solid guy off the bench. Or if he has to start, sometimes if the zoo box out or whatever it is. Um, KJ, young legs, get to running with everybody out there on the floor, high flyer. It's a great a pickup for just two future second rounders. That's a that's a steal right there, I feel like. And um, losing Eric was tough, but I feel like they, I mean, they would have paid him $20 million. I think his I think his deal would have been twenty million. Yeah. So I mean I understand that, but um, yeah, I feel like those moves are a solid, solid B plus. I wouldn't go all the way with the A, but because the only new person is KJ, you know what I mean. But um, 
until they get hardened, then I'll be like, all right, that's A. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was solid, solid B plus. Yeah, that's that's a very good rating. I, I the Clippers did save 110 million in luxury tax after not giving Eric Gordon the contract. So yeah. that's that's a whole boatload of money for sure. And you know, that was especially huge. with the, yeah. yeah, and you got the whole new CBA deals with all this these new rules. So saving money definitely a plus. And then yeah, I I love getting KJ Martin so much. I really wanted the Clippers to get like just a young athletic power forward. Because Marcus Morris can be injured up there in age, didn't have a great year. You know, Batum is also a little older. You know, the Rocco situation, he's not getting a lot of time out there. So KJ played all 82 games last season, averaged 13 points, shooting 57%, 32% from three. Last couple of years before, he shot 35% from three. So hopefully he can get that back up. Mm-hmm. Averages 5.5 rebounds can jump out the gym. So I'm super, super excited to have that. A reliable player that will stay healthy, give a lot of energy. I think it's a great pickup, especially for only two future second rounders. And I also, I mean, we saw what Russ did. You know, he was healthy. He was bringing energy. He was hustling. And it helped us win some games. So I feel like KJ can do a similar thing, which I really, really like. I mean, I feel like, it was signing Russ off the buyout market. That was still crazy because of, of how bad his tenure was with the Lakers. Not not just not how he was playing, but just all I that came with it. Yeah. Exactly. And now we are able to get him and kind of change the narrative on him a little bit with showing like he can still play. He's still an amazing Hall of Fame, top whatever point guard that's helping us win and helped us in the playoffs too. I'll never forget that block on Booker and he points to his heart. That was a terrific, terrific moment. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited to see Russ this year. He stays healthy a lot too. Really, really contributes, hustles. And Ty Lue, even on all the Smoke podcasts, which we'll get to in a little bit, was just raving about him, saying he's liked Russ since day one. So I'm very excited to see him this year. And then, of course, Plumley. I feel like he did really, really well as a backup center. And kind of needed that backup center the whole entire year, but at least got him at the trade deadline. And it's really cool to see Russ and Plumlee taking less money to compete for a championship with the Clips. So, yeah, I'd give it – I would say – I wouldn't go B+. Plus. I'd go B. Just just a steady B for now. For now, of course. Okay. Always more moves to be made. For sure. And then what were your thoughts on gauging interest on a Paul George trade? Uh, I feel like that's, I feel like teams are probably calling and the media blew that up. I feel like that they could do that. Um, I don't like, why would you trade? I don't think they were even thinking about trading Paul at all. So like, I feel like teams were just probably calling and asking, but they were never, uh, I don't think they were ever going to do that. I really don't. I agree. I mean, that it was like one report that was said, and that was it. There was nothing else after that. Yeah. I think once one said that the Knicks were a team maybe involved, but it's like, okay, what? Julius Randle, that's no. Like, Brunson, he's great, but for Paul Dr- no. Like, I, I, I they, get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I didn't think it was too much either. I mean, Eric Gordon, I really also liked with the Clippers. 
when yeah, they got him solid. last year. Very, very mm-hmm. solid. Great defender, shooter. But I mean, saving that much money, it's I feel I feel like it's it's a good move. I mean, the only thing that hurts is, of course, we traded Luke Kennard to get him, who's a sniper yeah. and was doing well in Memphis after we traded him. So that's that that's definitely a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna miss Kennard for sure. But again, still possible moves to be made, especially with the Clippers. Never, ever, ever done making moves. There won't even be a report about it. It'll just happen at like one a.m. So. Do you, do you remember like where you were when Kawhi and Paul George landed on the Clippers or like what, <laughs> uh, what you did after or whatever? Yeah, because it was like what? It was like midnight. It was mm-hmm. almost midnight or it was midnight. I was I like probably at a friend's house or something. I wasn't at home. I know that. I was at, I was somewhere like at a friend's house somewhere. And uh, somebody texted me said like for real or something and i'm like what then i looked and it was sure enough it was a uh, it was like why it said why traded to the clippers then it said like along with it was like along with paul george <laughs> something like that i was like wait what it was it was crazy Fun, yeah dude up. Same. I remember because I was on the East Coast, so I like was asleep when it happened and woke up, saw it. And initially I saw Kawhi and Paul George to LA. And I didn't know if it was the Clippers or not. That was like my first reaction was like, oh my God, they're on the Lakers. No, <laughs> this can't be. And then I finally saw it. Yeah, it was just like FaceTime calls, texts, everyone going crazy, Twitter, all that. Yeah, I was that, that was a wild, wow. wild summer. That 2019 summer. It was it was crazy all around the NBA for sure. I think that is what started like from from then on. Every like off season, you know, like all right, something's happening. Like, for sure, you, you just know. But, yep, that was a good good summer for sure with the off with the um, playoffs. I mean, the playoff the off season moves. Yeah, I feel like this off season. I, I mean, it's still been pretty crazy. I mean, there, it wasn't expected to be like in, like what it's been. Like, okay, Beal to the Suns. Dame wants out. The, Harden wants yeah. out. Like, the big shocker was for sure the Beal. The Beal move. Yeah. The Beal move for sure. But I, I don't know. I feel like like it, it just happened to them in the playoffs. Phoenix, like they didn't have a bench. So, like, they're gonna, I think they're going to run into the same thing. But. I don't know. They have a new coach, so we'll see. Yeah. Then, you know, you got John Collins to Atlanta and then the Rockets getting Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Like, all these teams just making a splash. No, yeah, every every summer we're going to see something. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Wembenyama this year, too. I mean, I feel like everyone's hyping him up, but you really just you – don't, you don't know. You don't know until you see, I guess. Yeah, I feel like he'll be sure. good, though. No, nah, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll do fine. Um just has to get used to the you know the pace of the game it's different it's different out there but uh i'm excited to see him i'm excited to see uh chet actually chet Holmgren. see how he turns out also yeah totally the thunder have a really nice young core oh my god yeah mm-hmm. but still a lot of picks to go a lot of uh, first rounders to, to uh, get more young guys so 
and like half of those from the Clippers, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a fun regular season. And going off that, Ty Lu was recently on the All the Smoke podcast, which is an amazing podcast. Very, very fun listen. And, you know, the big clip that came from it is that he had a talk with Kawhi and Paul George about taking the regular season more seriously, which, you know, a few years ago, it it was more looked at as, oh, kind of rest the regular season a bit more and then stay healthy, take it easy, and then really kick it up in the playoffs. That kind of motto hasn't gone too well. And, you know, the last couple of seasons, Clippers are fighting to not get in the play-in or they're in the play-in or they're not getting a great matchup in the playoffs. So I feel like this is definitely a really, really big key to take the regular season more seriously. You see all the Nuggets last year. They talk, they took it very, very seriously. First seed, you know, easier path than most teams because they were the first seed and they won the NBA championship and they were in the finals and it took five games in the finals and they won the chip. So what are your thoughts? Do you feel like this is definitely a key about taking the regular season more seriously? hundred uh, percent. I feel like um, a lot of teams, they don't really take, the regular season seriously probably until the end of the season where it's like oh we're this seed and we need to get to this seed you know what I mean I think that's the only time they are more serious about the regular season but um and that's probably why they put that commissioner's cup in there because they want them to be a little more serious about the regular season and have something to something else to play for to you know make them play a little more serious in the regular season but um yeah it helps I think to play series throughout the whole regular season puts you in the right position for the playoffs and you're already ready for that. Like that's, you can't get ready for that. You're ready for the playoffs by that, by that time for sure. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for that commissioner's cup. I, I feel like it's a good idea because it does get a little boring in the middle of the season. I mean, it's 82 games. It's a really, really long season. So you have this cup where there's these groups, single elimination. I feel like it's just ridiculously exciting and before the play-in tournament, you really only got single elimination in game sevens, which were also rare. And that's it make it's like the most fun thing is a game seven. So now you got the play-in, which is single elimination. You got this cup. And I feel like there's enough incentive for the players to really try and and go for it. And it can help your regular season. They make more money. I, I think it's a great idea. What, what are your thoughts on it? Um because some people are really iffy. They're like, ah, I'll be know. honest. At first. I didn't like it. I mean, <laughs> I probably still don't like it, but I mean, I understand why. Like, that's the reason the whole taking this regular season serious. Like, and I feel like it also gives the teams, the teams that don't win much, they it gives them, you know, an opportunity to play for something also earlier in the season and get that, that incentive at the end of it. Um, but I don't know. I don't I don't like it. Maybe because I don't understand it. I mean, I didn't understand it, but we'll see when the season comes. I did I, I didn't like the play in. I still don't like the play in, but it you, you can see you see what could happen. You see why they did it. Like we just it was a it, it they proved it to us this last offseason. I mean this last uh, postseason. Pre uh playoffs, yeah, postseason, sorry. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I yeah, we'll see. I, I feel like the players really, really don't like to play into like they don't they just want to get to the playoffs. They don't really want to 
care about playing these these random games. I mean, as a fan, I I enjoy. It. I just love the single and the elimination. And the Lakers playing games are for some reason like the most exciting game of the entire year. Like the Timberwolves <laughs> one that went to OT, yeah. the Warriors one they played a couple years back where LeBron hit the shot where he was, you know, seeing five hoops, quote unquote. I mean, yeah, all of their all of their uh all of their series, yeah, they happen to happen to be the most exciting. I mean, all of their playoff series, this uh playoffs are pretty good too until they met Denver, but those games are still close too. Did you think the Lakers were going to win it all at one point, like when they were in the conference like, finals, like a game yeah. or the, the series, oh, the series, like, oh, like no. before it started, I knew before they even got there that they weren't going to beat Denver. That's that was what I felt at least. Yeah. I just I, didn't I, feel like they had enough for Denver. Yeah, me too. I, I, I had Denver winning. I, I didn't think it was going to be a sweep though, to be honest. I thought uh, for sure it'd go like, I thought five, they'd get six. once. I thought they'd get at least one. Yeah, I had Denver in five. Yeah, I mean, God, they were wore out. Like, you see what they went through the first two series? Then they got to play Denver. <laughs> like, they were tired. Totally. Totally. I, I honestly thought the Warriors were going to be able to beat the Lakers. But yeah, I, mean, I thought the Warriors were done right there. When they, when as soon as they, wore, they uh, faced the Warriors, I was like, uh oh, it's over for the Lakers. But mm-hmm. they, they pulled through. Yeah, I mean the the big question. Are, I mean, I feel like the Nuggets could honestly just be the rightful favorites going into the next year too, just based off of how their playoffs went. I feel like the Suns are up there too. I, I'm still putting the Clippers there for sure, especially if we get Harden. But I mean, the Suns, man, Booker, Beal, and KD, like that's, yeah, that's just ridiculous that's, to think that's of. That's a lot of firepower right there. That is a lot of firepower. How do you think the Warriors will be with Chris Paul? That's 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 interesting. I don't know. I feel like I don't know because I feel like Chris Paul will slow their pace, but he he dishes the rock. So I mean that takes some uh relief off. Of, I mean that you know gives Curry some relief, so he doesn't have to. I mean not that it affects him. He still dribbles the ball and still gets the shot up, but he could play off the ball more. Clay helps Clay the same way. He's really good off the ball. We know that. He doesn't even need to dribble to score. Um, and then for the bigs, like uh, is it Kaminga? Yeah, Kaminga. If he's playing, getting those minutes, Looney as well. CP could help them look really not look, but help them put them in the right position to score and everything too. But it's the pace for me. I don't know how he's gonna. He could keep up, but at the end of the season, is he going to be hurt? You know what I mean? Is that going to run him down? So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, their bench really, really struggled last year, so I guess that's a plus that he'll be able to help their bench a little bit more if he comes off the bench. But, yeah, yeah. he's, you know, slower now, Can sh- definitely struggles to stay healthy. The vegan diet really helped him. Ever since he went vegan, he's been primarily healthy, but, of course, last year then got injured. So, it's going to be fun. He's definitely had his battles with Curry and the Warriors throughout the years, especially yeah. um, me being a longtime Clipper fan. I've seen them all, seen the ankle breakers, seen the, the heartbreaks with that. So, gonna have to wait and see. It's gonna, it's gonna be. A, there's so many different teams that are brand new, have new players, have whole new faces. That it's just, it's so 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 exciting. 
there's so many different teams I'm going to want to watch. League pass teams, you know, for the rookies, there's going to be just so many great national broadcast games. I'm kind of bummed that Jeff Van Gundy isn't going to be a commentator anymore. I always, I always really liked him, especially with, you know, Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. I mean, that whole, that whole crew together was just, it was perfect. So like when, once uh, they came out with all those firings, I'm like, I'm like, dang, like, so who's going to, who are we going to listen to now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, no, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I'm still thinking like, who are we going to listen to now? But I'm sure I don't know. Maybe those guys will get back into coaching, or Jeff will get back into coaching. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely might. I was always like the Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, Van Gundy trio. That was just my favorite commenting commentating it's, group. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the bang, and then Van Gundy talking about some random story about him walking his dog, and then Mark just yeah, Mark joking around it. with him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I I always have Kevin Harlan as my favorite commentator ever, though. No, nah, Kevin just, Kevin's good too. Yeah, he can just make anything exciting. It's insane. I'm gonna miss watching Undisputed this year too, with uh, Skip and Shannon. They're gonna be done too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I heard Shannon might go somewhere else. Yeah, maybe first take. Stephen yeah, A. wants maybe him. First take. That'd be crazy. <laughs> so it's not crazy. only just the. That it's not only just the NBA teams that are going to be exciting, but it's like what talk shows are going to be exciting, the new faces in every talk show. So it's, it's going to be a great year. A lot of those people that left uh, ESPN, I think Fox Sports, and try to hire them. They always do that. Yeah, to get all totally. People from ESPN. We, we won't, we'll still hear from them somewhere. Yeah. And then, you know, going off of that, we'll get right into around the league, stories around the league. Got the Jalen Brown contract, five-year, $304 million, the richest contract in NBA history. He'll be making about $70 million in the 2028-2029 season. Of course, with the inflation that'll happen, it won't be as crazy as we're hearing it now, but still, $70 million a year to to play basketball. Sounds good right now. Get that bag. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing with that kind of money? First thing you're doing with $70 million. Oh man. Um I'm definitely investing it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you gotta take care of your family first. If you didn't, I mean, I'm sure he's already did that before the 70. He's made it a decent amount. <laughs> mm-hmm. But with the I'm definitely investing the 70 if I'm him. Yeah. For sure. Gotta, yeah, I guess you gotta guess... make that make some more money for you. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess it should be like the 300 mil, but that that's like the best, most respectful answer you can give. Like invest and take care of the family. That that's amazing. That's it. That's that's all that's all you need right there. Totally. I'm probably, I mean, definitely investing some, but I gotta splurge on something. I, I was I'll, about I'll... to say, I, I'm about to say, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not not gonna splurge. I'm definitely gonna splurge. <laughs> <laughs> you said the first thing. I, I got to get that off before I splurge too much, you know, get, get distributed, distributed around a little bit before I do splurge. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, I've never gone to an NBA game courtside. That's like definitely a first big purchase I want to make is like going to an NBA game courtside, preferably the Clippers, of course. Oh, yeah, it's an and then, for sure. Yeah. And then, dang, definitely travel somewhere crazy exotic that, no one can even pronounce some some crazy place like that. <laughs> for sure. That's part of my splurge, for sure. 
<laughs> travel. Definitely going somewhere nice. Yeah. Buy an island or something. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 300 mil, you could, there's probably some type of island you can buy. What's the name did that? Um, Balak. Oh yeah, I I heard Bullock. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he bought a he bought an island. That's what I would do. Yeah, I just went to Italy this summer, and there's this kind of island area that LeBron uh, would go to a ton called the Legalgi Islands, I believe, oh. something like that, and it's like cost like some crazy price a night to stay there it's this really really nice place on it that is really really private and just reserved and just in the middle of nowhere and oh my god just only you lebron would be able to, um, like, you didn't go to sardinia huh you no not sardinia yeah i mean it's pretty far out from uh everything else but that place is nice too so whereabouts is it it's um shoot we took it was a three, what was it, like a three, four-hour boat ride away from, like, Sorrento, I believe it was. Mm. It's a nice ride out. It's, like, it's way out there. I think it was, like, I want to say it was, like, three, maybe four hours. The island is, like, yeah, like, three, four hours away from, like, Sorrento. Oh, nice. But it's, but it's nice when you get there, for sure. It's yes, nice. Sorrento is just amazing. I mean, obviously we we've talked about this off <laughs> air, but it it is just beautiful there. Oh my god, the whole area is great. Italy in general, I still a lot of places that I have to see, but it's it's really nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it's turning into a travel podcast. I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. And then the last story that was going pretty viral that I found really really funny was when. <laughs> Kevin Durant was talking. He said that when he met with Adam Silver to talk about getting marijuana unbanned in the NBA, Adam Silver immediately smelted on him and knew about it. And But then KD was still able to help get it unbanned. What are your thoughts on them unbanning marijuana? That's been a thing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's illegal in almost half the, half the country. Um, I don't, it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect you. I don't think it affect the performance. I mean, you've seen the NFL just kind of, I don't, I forget what their rule is now, but they kind of die down on it as well. Um, but I, yeah, I think it, I think it helps. I think it helps the athletes more than it hurts them. That's what I think about it. Yeah, totally. It's kind of becoming more of, it's like getting like similar to wine in a way, you know, a lot of the athletes talk about how it just helps them relax, mm-hmm. ease their minds. And yeah, it's getting unbanned in a ton of places now. So makes sense. And word is almost every single NBA player does it anyway now. So you might as well just unban it. Dude, almost every person does it. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you'd be surprised. And I feel like there's some, I don't know if Katie has, I bet some have probably played high too. Who knows? Maybe it helps them. I, I'm not one to say. Somebody, I think somebody, I don't know. I think a football player said that he, <laughs> I forgot who it was, said he would go to the game high or something like that. I forgot who it was. 
I had to look it up. Yeah. Well, that will conclude our first episode of Full Court Clips. This is, again, our first episode ever recording together. So thanks for bearing with us. I promise you we will definitely, definitely get better the more episodes we do. You can find me at Jack Clippers on Twitter and Jack.Coglin on Instagram. And then where can they find you, A1? I'm just on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at TheGreatA1. That's T-H-E, great, A, and the number one. A1 also has an insane jump shot. That's <laughs> how that's how we met is nah, that's you. together. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try, but he's he's got a nice, nice form, plays very smooth, can analyze his, his game on a whole hour podcast, maybe one day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be sure to rate and follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify. New episodes and then interviews will be coming soon for sure. Also, let us know what you want to see more of or less of, too. If you want us to talk about certain subjects, let us know. If you don't want us to talk about certain things, just let us know. We're open to criticism. We're open minds, open souls. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Again, appreciate it. Love all of you that gave the time to listen. And as always, go Clips. Go Clips.